the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The Answer. Yes, indeed it is, and a good morning to you. Thank you so very much for joining us on AM 1420, The Answer, at 8 minutes past 9 o'clock as we get started on this Wednesday. It's the 10th morning of the 7th month of the year of our Lord, 2019. If I sound raw through your speakers, my apologies. Uh, it is raw. <laughs> my voice and my uh, a little bit of laryngitis, a little bit of a sore throat, a little bit of a summer cold going on here. I am going to work my way through it thanks to Sepacol lozenges, uh, some chloroseptic spray, and everything else I can find to make sure that you can hear me this morning. So I'm doing my best to make it through the week. Uh, you know, here's how you can help me, in all seriousness. If I sound just a little bit rough and it sounds like my voice is going to give out in total, which it may, uh, I need you to essentially take some of the burden off of me, okay? Let's pick up the pace of the phone calls today. Maybe you just like to sit and listen, and that's fine, because I do have lots to say. 99% of the time, I'll say it without any obstruction, such as a little illness like this. But if you are normally just a bystander who likes to sit and listen, maybe think about picking up the phone today. The more you talk, the less I have to and the more uh, possibility there is that I make it through this show. Uh, 216-901-0945, Either one of those numbers will get you here. Please, if you have the uh, ability and you have something, of course, relevant to say, don't just call to fill. Uh, I would love to hear from you. You can also hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Parler, which does nothing for my vocal problems. I'll have to read <laughs> your me- your messages on the air, but I will read them anyway if you have great content because that is what we are all about. Uh, France Radio is where you find me on the social platforms. France, F-R-A-N-T-Z, radio. All one word, no spaces, and no underscores. Let's talk a little bit about the census. Let's talk just a little bit about... What is being done at the legislative level, 
and at the judicial level to stop the executive level, each of the branches of government, from doing their jobs and trying to figure out how many people are in the United States of America. We know that the House Democrats are trying to stop the Trump administration from adding the simple question on the census, are you an American citizen? It doesn't ask for your identification. It doesn't ask for anything that could actually you know, cause a problem for somebody to say, no, I'm not. You're allowed to be in this country legally without being an American citizen. We would like to know how many there are. You're allowed. You're not allowed to be in this country illegally, but we know you're here. We just want to know if there's 11 million of you or 22 million of you. You're not going to be identified by this. We need to know for the right reasons. So the left in the House has continued to oppose this, but worse than that, it's not just the legislative branch. It is the judicial branch, which continues to obstruct the president, and the executive branch on this issue. This is just the latest hurdle in the Trump administration's fight to get a citizenship question added to the U.S. Census. On Monday, a federal judge in New York blocked the Justice Department from switching out its lawyers handling this renewed effort to add the question to the census. Attorney General Bill Barr told the Associated Press that his department wanted to make the switch because multiple people on the team had indicated they preferred not to continue, as it would likely require them to contradict the very arguments they've been making in the case for the past year since the administration is going to be taking a new strategy, a new argument for it. But on Tuesday, Judge Jesse Furman, an Obama appointee, said no, writing that, quote, defendants provide no reasons, let alone satisfactory reasons for the substitution of counsel. It doesn't matter. Since when is it up to a judge to decide which lawyers are retained and hired by uh, a party in a lawsuit? Think about that. Or in a a case like this, since when does the judge get to say you can use this lawyer but not that lawyer? The executive branch, the administration can use whatever lawyer, the Department of Justice, can use whatever lawyer they want. At least they should be able to. But this is just another case of activism from the black-robed kings uh, in our federal courts who will just continue to get worse and worse and worse with the expansion of their own power. My friend Daniel Horowitz, whom I have on this program fairly regularly, wrote a book called Stolen Sovereignty, How to, Sovereignty, how to Stop Unelected Judges from Transforming America. These people don't have to answer to voters, which means they can be as political as they want. And continually, time and time and time again, Obama appointees and Clinton appointees are doing just that. Rather than ruling on what the law says, they're ruling on their own opinions and their own beliefs. They are literally subverting the foundation of American government, which is three separate but co-equal branches of government. The judges have decided they're more equal than the executives. In fact, that they're more equal even than the legislature. This is a bit, this is a very, very big deal. It is something that just cannot be allowed to just, you know, well, if we don't get it, we don't, which is why I was so surprised, by the way, to hear the president, um, when the Supreme Court kicked this issue back to the lower courts for reconsideration, essentially not hearing it. Uh, the president said, well, then, you know, I guess we won't add it on there. And that lasted for a hot minute before, I don't know, he had a revelation or somebody talked to him or whatever. But then he said, you know what? We are going to push forward and we're going to find a way. We're going to find a way. 
whatever that way way may be, if I have to use an executive um, uh, executive order in order to add the census question, the citizenship question to the census, rather, then that's what I'll do. Meanwhile, the attorney general in charge of the Department of Justice says, "Well, let's not let's not uh, despair too much. There may be a way." And we'll hear from Attorney General Bill Barr here in just about three, two, one. I don't know how long I'm going to have to count this down. One, 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 one. All right. Apologies for that, but I'm trying to make sure I, uh, sh- I want to make I want to make sure we hear this part of the uh, question. This is what, by the way, uh, has Democrats in a meltdown, literally melting down over the issue of of uh, this census question because the AG or excuse me, yeah, the Attorney General has said we're doing this, and uh, there is a path forward. They're going to freak out whenever he announces. We've been considering all the options, and I've been in constant uh, discussions with the President ever since the Supreme Court decision came down. And I think over the next day or two, you'll see what approach we're taking. And I think uh, it, it does provide a pathway for getting the question on the census. There's the line. There's the line that has everybody freaked out. There is a pathway for getting this question on the census, is what Attorney General uh, Barr is saying. So uh, let's listen to what some of the other members of the administration are saying about this very obvious question, including uh, Senior Advisor Kellyanne Conway. I would ask the Democrats, I I hear their screaming uh, rhetoric, but truly, what are you afraid of? I ask that all the time. What are you afraid of? Why wouldn't you want to know uh, who's living in this country? It's a great question. I mean, in all seriousness, we know it's 100% political. But I would love to hear them give an answer that isn't political. An answer to that question by Kellyanne Conway. All they could say is that, look, we need to count everybody and not worry about whether they're citizens or not because we get more money appropriated to the states and the districts where they're living based just on population, citizen or not population, and we get more congressional representation. We want more political power. That's the truth of the matter. They won't say that. I would love for someone to force them to answer with something else then. What can they say in answer to that question by Kellyanne Conway? What are you afraid of? Why are you afraid of knowing how many people are here legally and how many people here are illegally? Uh, are here illegally? It's a question that, that doesn't have an answer, and that's why the Democrats immediately resort to what? Race baiting. Oh, Donald Trump just doesn't want more brown people here. Donald Trump doesn't want more black people here. Donald Trump doesn't want to count. He wants to add the citizenship question because he wants to make America white again. What the heck are you even talking about? But that's what Nancy Pelosi said. Here's more from Kellyanne Conway. Well, the Supreme Court did not issue a legal impediment decision. They basically said, come back and give us a different rationale. Why can't we just ask the question the way it was asked for 50 years? Exactly. And the the real issue here isn't the rationale, which is what the judges used, the uh, uh, majority used, to turn this back and send it to the lower court again. It really isn't. The issue... They tried to make it about the rationale. They tried to make it about what is your reason for wanting to have this question rather than what their job is. Again, here we go. Unelected judges substituting their opinions for that of other co-equal branches of government. The real question is, to the judges, the justice is, is it constitutional to ask that question? And that answer is clearly yes. As a matter of fact, it's a constitutional requirement to count the people in this country, to count the American citizens, and to identify them. That is, that is a part of required law. So it's, is it constitutional to take the census? Yes. Is it constitutional to ask the people, are you a citizen? Yes. 
No one is disputing that. But the Supreme Court simply said, well, yeah, it might be constitutional, but you still haven't explained why you want to ask it. What do you care? What do you care why we're trying to ask it? We want a total headcount, and we want to know who's here legally and who's here illegally. You don't need a justification. You just need to tell us what we already know. Yes, it's constitutional to ask that question. Senator Ted Cruz. Both the president and Attorney General Barr have indicated their intention to go forward. This is a clear authority of the president and the administration. In fact, it's a constitutional responsibility. Bingo. And, and they need to do it. They need to do it accurately. They need to do it right. But part of doing it right is, is, is asking basic questions, including, are you a citizen? This is just common sense. The Constitution gives to the federal government the responsibility to do a census every 10 years. That census needs to be an accurate count. It needs to count the people who are in this country. That is exactly correct. And, and so, again, the, the race baiting by the left, including Nancy Pelosi, who said before a bunch of reporters that, you know, Trump's red hat that says make America. And then she stopped herself and she said what he really means is make America white again. How does counting the people in this country by way of the census and asking whether they're citizens or not, how does that in any way, shape, or form dictate racial policy or preference? We are simply looking to get a total. We don't care if you're in this country and you're not a citizen. You're here on a legal student visa. And you might be white, you might be Swiss, you might be German, or you might be Italian or some other European ethnicity. It is not about browns and blacks and whites. And you know who understands this better than Nancy Pelosi? You know who understands this better than House Democrats? Blacks and Hispanics. Because the majority of them support President Trump. And his effort to ask all respondents on the 2020 census whether or not they are American citizens. The latest Harvard-Harris poll reveals that five in nine Hispanic voters, or 55%, want that question asked. You know who wants it asked most of all? Legal Hispanic residents. Those who are actually legal residents in this country, living and working or going to school, and those who have achieved citizenship. Hispanics in America want to know how many people who are here uh, who are here uh, are here legally or illegally. The number is even higher among blacks. Six in ten, fifty nine percent. We're rounding it up to sixty percent and saying six in ten blacks say they support a question on the upcoming census that would ask, "Are you a citizen of this country or not?" Overall, sixty seven percent of American voters said this should be on the census including 72% of white Americans, 9 in 10 Republican voters, 63%, that's a big number, of swing voters, and 64 to 69% of working class voters. It is not close. White people want to know. Black people want to know. Hispanic people want to know. Working class people want to know. It is in comprehensible that the Democrats could argue against something as basic as let's count the the population, let's see who's here, not even who, not identifying. Let's see how many, however, are here legally and how many are here illegally. 921, I want to hear from you. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. The Bob France Authority back after this. It's the Bob France Authority here on AM 1420. The Answer. 
925, now the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer, talking about the census issue, talking about the left claiming that wanting to add a a citizenship question to the census next year is somehow racially discriminatory. Somehow asking someone, are you an American citizen, is now racist. According to Nancy Pelosi, who said that's akin to make America white again. It makes no sense whatsoever, but then again, we are talking about the demon rats. What do we expect them to do? They make no sense for a living. Brian in Cleveland, thanks for joining us on the Bob France Authority. Go right ahead, good sir. Hey, Bob, good morning. Good morning. Question, actually two parts. Whose administration was it, and why was the question of citizenship even removed from the census to begin with? Well, the first part is easy. That was Obama. The second part is a little tougher. Why was it removed? I still don't know. The census, uh, the census has included citizenship questions since, uh, well, really for decades, going back to around 1950. Um, why the the only time it was it was not asked on the census, which of course happens every ten years, was in 2010, the second or the uh, yeah the second year of the Obama administration. Um, but uh, prior to that, it was on the census, uh, and of course now we're trying to add it back to the census. But it was definitely the Obama administration in 2010 that stopped it. Okay, appreciate it, Bob. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Oh, that's it. Okay, I thought you were going somewhere with that. <laughs> I thought you wanted to know that because you wanted to uh, add on to it, and that's okay. Uh, I, I do appreciate the call. Yeah, I mean, what it, this is what's striking about the 2010 census form, the lack of questions on citizenship or birthplace. Um, question 13 of the 2000 census, obviously there every 10 years, so that was the last one before Obama. So in the 2000 census which was when George Bush won the presidency from uh, Al Gore, or over Al Gore, question 13 of the census that year said, is this person a citizen of the United States? And then there were options. Yes, born in the United States. Skip to 15A. Yes, born in Puerto Rico, Guam, the U.S. Virgin Islands, or Northern Marianas, which again is American, or, uh, American territories. Yes, born abroad of American parents or parent, parent or parents. Yes, a U.S. citizen by naturalization. Or no, not a citizen of the U.S. That question was there in, tw- in 2000. The 2010 census website explains the issue, but failed to answer why the form changed suddenly that year. While it may be constitutional to count every person living in the United States, it should not preclude the Census Bureau from knowing what the legal status is of those people living in the country. So, And that's quoting from uh, January of 2010, when this all went down under Obama uh, in the Washington Times. Greater Cleveland, Jan, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks, Jan. Go right ahead. Oh, oh hi. Uh, it's so obvious that the Democrats are working so hard day and night uh, to manipulate the people coming from the southern border. It's, it's just so obvious because Nancy Pelosi, with her one-track mind, saying such a stupid, making such a stupid statement about make America white again, we have a lot of immigrants. And they're from uh, Romania and <clears throat> India and a whole lot of other places. And, yeah, that's, that that's uh, so simple that you yes you want to know what what your population consists of and all they want is uh and and the sanctuary cities uh i think uh 
those mayors, do they really care about people, or do they just want more people living in their area, which qualifies them for more representation and money? Well, I can t- guarantee you, yes, mayors want that. Also, members, uh, Democratic members of Congress whose districts are sanctuary or contain sanctuary cities, counties, and so on and so forth. Yes, they want more money. They want more federal money, and the more people who are there, legally or illegally, the more money they get. And moreover, the more people are in a given state, like California, um, the more congressional representation they get. And remember, remember, every time California gets a number, another uh, liberal member of Congress somebody else loses because there are, we don't add members of Congress. There are 435, and it stays there. So if California has more people, illegal aliens there, they get another member of Congress or two, and that means somebody else gets uh, gets one taken away. The districts are redrawn, and, and people are, are literally less represented in Congress. Uh, citizens are, rather, because of the uh, uh, need to represent illegal aliens who, of course, have absolutely zero rights in this country. Uh, my friend Michael Johns, who is the national co-founder, or excuse me, the co-founder of the National Tea Party, is going to join us to talk about this and more next, right here on AM 1420, The Answer. <laughs> Yes, this is my ringtone. <laughs> it's kind of funny, because occasionally I will forget to flip the uh, uh, cell phone to the off position when I'm on the air, and y'all suddenly I'll hear uh, uh, more cowbell. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I'll be, wait, hold on, is this on the radio or is this my phone? Ah, dang it, it's the phone. Now it was actually on the radio. It was the bumper music. 9.36 as we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks so much for joining us. So Attorney General Bill Barr says there is a path to, this, to the citizenship question. He says it can be done. This is something that he is working toward. Let's, uh, let's give this a listen real quick. We've been considering all the options, and I've been in constant uh, discussions with the president ever since the Supreme Court decision came down. And I think over the next day or two, you'll see what approach we're taking. And I think uh, it, it does provide a pathway for getting the question on the census. Which, of course, is a great idea. It's common sense, and that's exactly, of course, why the Democrats hate it so much. And they're even willing We've to... been considering all the options, and I've no, no, been in constant no. uh, discussions with... No, I already heard you say that, sir. What I want to hear now is Nancy Pelosi. And we're going to try to make you... Boy, we're having this all kinds of... Audio this places. is about... This is about keeping... You know, make America... You know his hat? Make America white again. They want to make sure that people, certain people... Are counted. Somebody's going to have to explain this to me like I'm a four-year-old because I can't quite understand This that. is about... Yeah, I already heard you say it once. I don't need it again. Uh, Michael Johns is the co-founder of the National uh, Tea Party, joining us now on AM 1420, the answer to try to maybe explain this to me. Hey, Michael, how are you? Good, sir. Michael, are you there? All right, having a hard time bringing Michael up, too. We're having all kinds of tech glitches right now. Michael Johns uh, from the National Tea Party. Can you hear me? Good, sir. Hey, Bob. How are you? There we are. Now I got you. Sorry about that. I don't know what the problem was. All right, Michael, um, uh, uh, give me your opinion on this question. First of all, uh, the Supreme Court's ruling, and then second of all, the Democrats' position on this. The Supreme Court didn't exactly say, no, you cannot. It is unconstitutional to put this question on the, te- on the uh, census right. about citizenship. It simply kicked it back to a lower court and essentially wants a better rationale for why they want it on the test. And the Democrats then are saying the only reason they want it on the test is because of 
or on the uh, uh, census rather, is because of racism. I, I'm not, I'm failing to understand how that works. Yeah, well, firstly, on the Supreme Court ruling, uh, the, the court uh, found that there was no constitutional objection to including the question. I mean, there was no constitutional basis for it not to be included. And in fact, historically, uh, as has now been pretty widely reported, this was part this of the census from roughly 1820, I think, till 1950. So well over 100 years, we were asking this question routinely. Uh, and, of course, it is a U.S. census. But the, the goal here is to determine uh, who is in this country and through that to allocate uh, congressional seats uh, by that uh, as well, uh, since um, you cannot you know, be allocating seats that include individuals that aren't citizens of the country or here illegally. It's hugely important for that reason alone that this question be asked and that those people that are here illegally not be counted as implicitly being legal. Well, there's, um, and I still want to get to the racial aspect of that in a moment, but let me follow up, Michael Johns of the National Tea Party, what uh, what you said just now, and that is about the, 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 you know, the apportionment of funds and congressional representation. I want to know if you think this is connected to, for example, one of the lead stories that we have today, California has just become the first state to uh, to uh, provide Medicaid coverage, health care coverage, for illegal alien adults in their state. They had already been providing for minors who are here illegally in California. Now all illegal aliens, adult or otherwise, can get Medicaid coverage uh, at the expense of California taxpayers, which at the end of the day is also at the expense of the U.S. taxpayers because of apportionment of funds to the state of California. So is is that one of the reasons right. they don't want to count the number of illegal I- uh, immigrants who are non-citizens here in this country? Because then we will know the true total cost of things like uh, Medicare for all for illegal aliens? Yeah, I think they've been trying to uh, deviate the discussion away from the cost of illegal immigration in every respect. And, you know, one of the biggest problems, of course, with offering Medicaid coverage for uh, illegal um, aliens in the country is it becomes not just a financial burden, but another magnet, really, for those individuals to come here. I mean, in Central America, where healthcare is largely lacking, where economy is, uh, you know, stagnant, poverty is widespread, why, why would you not make the effort to come here illegal? I, so I certainly would. I think you probably certainly would. It's common sense, uh, but our policies are not being developed in ways that are common sense. And so this census has to be designed in a way to get complete understanding of the, the number of illegal aliens in, in the country. We frequently hear this number 11 million, mm-hmm. which I'm convinced upon digging into it is just literally almost contrived. I mean, it's a guesstimate. Some individuals say it could be as high as 20, even 30 million individuals in in the country we have no real way of knowing that's the nature of it being illegal immigration they've never registered with anyone they're uh you know they're simply present here well also common sense just tells us that can't be the number because they've been saying 11 million for for well over a decade probably two decades that's That's, are we to believe that they are we are not to believe our lying eyes when we see people pouring across the border and the number of apprehensions etc etc so the number has to be going up because we're not deporting as many as we are bringing in to keep it flat at 11 million that makes no sense whatsoever what about the racial aspect why would nancy pelosi say this is an attempt to make america white again you know, it, there's no 
real I real, real understanding that I can't even provide to you a liberal thesis about how that's possible uh, since this would have no impact on the on the demography of the country uh, nor is it designed in any way to be discriminatory I just believe this has become the fallback position of the far left in our country to defend irrational policies and that is to try to uh, stereotype them as somehow being race, racially tinged, knowing that that's the one thing that probably every conservative and every Republican I know uh, certainly rejects completely and views as politically devastating and doesn't want to be affiliated with. Um, so it becomes a kind of easy, you know, sort of allegation to throw out. They throw it out routinely on just about every issue with which they have no particular policy solution, and that's certainly been the case with illegal immigration. I mean, it's not that we have a different opinion than the left on illegal immigration. I mean, they have one they have one set of policies on how they would prevent it, and we have another set of policies, including the wall, on how we would prevent it. They literally have no policy as it relates to illegal immigration. And if you ask them, for instance, if there is a... If there is right now 11 million uh, illegals in the country. What would be an acceptable number? You'll never get them to cap that number. If you said, hey, would 20 million be too many? Would 30 million, 50 million be too many? You'll never get a cap from any one of them on that because it's, uh, to them, counterintuitive to the argument, which is essentially what they won't say is that they want to increase illegal immigration in this country. Michael Johnson is my guest. He's the co-founder of the National Tea Party. Um, Michael, I want to pivot now to the economy. We can talk about, if you want to marry these two things together, the impact of illegal immigration on the economy. But I want to talk about Kamala Harris. And uh, I don't know, she, she she's one of the probably four front runners right now in the Democratic cesspool of candidates to uh, to win their nomination. And she's going, at, strangely, Rather than going after President Trump on something on which he might be vulnerable, she's going after President Trump on perhaps the strongest thing he has going in his reelection campaign, which is the economy. She says it's not working for everybody, uh, and as a matter of fact, uh, it's not working at all. Uh, so, so she. What, here, give us a and ladies, if we're going to write what is wrong, let's deal with the racial wealth gap in our country, which is why today. Here at the Essence Festival, I am releasing a new plan to start closing the wealth gap. And here's how it works. And essentially, I'm going to substitute my words for hers, Michael Johns. She wants to bring back the CRA. She wants to bring back Jimmy Carter's failed Community Reinvestment Act, Bill Clinton's expanded CRA. That led to banks giving all kinds of mandatory loans, federally mandated by the government, to people who could not afford those homes, who ended up defaulting and creating the biggest recession we have had probably since uh, the Depression in 1929. She is running on, hey, the economy stinks for, for minorities. This is how I would fix it if I'm the president. She wants to take us back to that recessionary tactic. What are you? What do you say? It, it, absolutely. I mean, if you go back to the, the uh, 2007, 2008 recession, it was. If any, if you could identify one singular contributing factor, it was the federal government's uh, lackadaisical position and its uh, ignoring the way it was actually incentivizing. Uh, loans that were above and beyond the means of the people who were uh, uh, obtaining it for the purposes of mortgages. 
that inflated the cost of houses across the country and greatly, uh, you know, led to a, an enormous number of um, uh, problems with individuals meeting those mortgages that kind of led to the broader financial crisis. I mean, this was a Washington-made uh, crisis, in the, in, and it set off a global recession. And, uh, you know, ultimately, I think it really kind of laid the groundwork for reigniting the conservative movement in the country as well. So it's a very flawed idea. Um, it seems to lack any historical understanding of the importance of maintaining a market basis in mortgages. Um, we want to see uh, home ownership increase in this country, but home ownership isn't necessarily for everyone. And there's other things that can be done uh, to be helpful to those individuals aside from getting them into houses that, that we know straight up are going to be beyond their financial capability to uh, afford. Right, because once they get that uh, government subsidy and that forced loan uh, to put a down payment down, they still have to meet the mortgage every month. And if that mortgage is way, way more than they can handle, obviously we saw what happened before. We're going to repeat the same mistakes. Well, the broader economy, though, she was also criticizing, saying that, okay, the unemployment rate is low, but that's because people are working two or three jobs. Number one, no more Americans are working two to three jobs, multiple jobs in the Trump administration than were doing so in the eight years of the Obama administration. And number two, if they're doing so, it's because they want to advance themselves, not because it's necessary to survive. We know this because wages are climbing to 10-year highs each and every time we get a new wage report. So people are making more money because they're working in manufacturing jobs, which Donald Trump said he would bring back and Barack Obama said he could never do, as opposed to the service sector and part-time jobs that were created during the quote-unquote Obama recovery. Yeah, I think you can simultaneously acknowledge, number one, uh, President Trump is doing an extraordinary job on the economy. Over 6 million jobs have been created. He's got wages going up uh, for the first time in many years. And you've heard his uh, reciting of these statistics as it relates to African-American unemployment being the lowest it's ever been, Hispanic unemployment being the lowest it's ever been, uh, female unemployment, I believe, at 50-year low or something of, the, of that nature. I mean, these are some some pretty incredible advancements. And simultaneously, it's important to remember, our economy is changing pretty dramatically. I mean, you have a rise in the so-called gig economy where, you know, an individual might be an Uber driver and a Lyft driver. Well, that's, you know, in the eyes of uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics, two jobs. Um, it's essentially the same functional area, but it's, it's considered more than one job. So that's not necessarily... Um, a detrimental uh, statistic when you have, right. as you correctly said, wages rising. The wages is the key part. And if you go back, really, since the turn of the century, before President Trump, we'd had no progress on wages. And that's why I believe his trade policies, tax cuts, regulatory reform, all of these things have been hugely constructive as relates to making uh, our economy more competitive and to you know, being a pro-employee economy, mm. uh, not just a pro-employer economy. So, uh, mm. yeah, uh, I, guess, I guess, you know, ultimately, that's a tough sell for Democrats. I think when, when the American people may not see it as being perfect yet, and there still is a lot of hurt in the country, 
Um, there's no doubt about that. We shouldn't be under any, any illusions that things are perfect. They're, they're far from perfect. This has been decades of neglect that have gotten us to this point. But this president has the economy going in a completely constructive uh, direction. And no no question about it. And, 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 and again, yeah, the wages and the trends, especially for minorities that they profess to be so much concerned about, uh, you know, with uh, all-time low unemployment for African-Americans, for Hispanics, for women, for the disabled, et cetera, et cetera. It's, uh, it's remarkable. If they're going to go after Trump on the economy, they're going to lose and they're going to lose big. Michael Johns, great analysis, my friend. Thank you so much. Co-founder of the National Tea Party. Keep up your great work in spreading the message, sir. Thank you, Bob. It's a pleasure to chat with you. It's 9.50. The Bob France Authority back after this. Now heard through downtown, through greater Cleveland on 102.5 FM. It's the Bob France Authority. All right, it's 9.55. I've got time for a couple of phone calls here before the top of the hour. We'll go out to uh, Bart, I believe, who's in Perry on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Bart. Go right ahead. Hey, Bob. My phone's dying, but I want to make a quick point. Um, yes, sir. The census proposal is just to count citizens and non-citizens. There's a whole bunch of people here who are non-citizens but legally here. So it's not actually counting illegal people, although Correct. eventually it will help. But that's a point we need to make, I think. Uh, people see us as going illegals. We're not doing that. We're trying to just count citizens. Yeah, that's exactly correct. That's what the census is, is to count the population that are here and to count the number of citizens. What we do, then when we ask the question, is this person a citizen or not, we say yes or no. So we get a total. There are 325 million people in America. You know, 305 million of them are here as citizens, and maybe 20 million of them are here as non-citizens. Doesn't mean illegal. They could be here as a student. They could be here as a worker who is is here legally. They could be working towards citizenship, whatever. It doesn't mean that they are quote-unquote illegal aliens. Exactly. And we need to own this message. There's nothing really evil we're doing here. Who's a citizen? Who's not? Right. And, 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 and you know, the, the only people, and thank you, Bart. I'm glad your phone held out, and I'm glad I was able to get you on before it died. Thank you for the call. The only people doing anything evil here are the Democrats who are trying to use that population of illegal aliens, count them all together as equal citizens, and say they deserve congressional representation. Guess what? An illegal alien does not get congressionally represented because they don't have rights here they don't have the right to be here and so what they what the left is trying to do is get more members of congress from california more members of congress from new mexico more members of congress from and i shouldn't just stick with the border states but but New York is of course they come into the country now and they are just fanning out all over the country if they are Hispanic illegal immigrants, if they're Central American illegal immigrants, they go to certain places. If they are, um, you know, Middle Eastern illegal immigrants coming to the United States, they're all congregating in places like Minnesota. So they're all in various places where they want more congressional representation so they can get more people like them in Congress. That's the goal. And, and that to me is the most nefarious thing that there is because they are trying to literally give equal representation to people who don't deserve to be here as is provided for those who are legally allowed to be here, as citizens or as legal residents, legal students, legal workers, temporary workers who are here on legal visas. Jim in West Park. Hi, Jim, go ahead. Yes, uh, the first census was 1860, maybe six months before the war broke out, and the North wouldn't give representation to the, the blacks in the South. 
And they said, well, wait a minute now. Uh, if you if you want equal representation, we're going to count our, our horses and our cattle. So they ended up going to war. They finally settled for three-fifths, and the South said, no, we're not taking that deal. So uh, for the last 159 years, that question has been on the census. Okay, and Obama took it off. For whatever yes, he reason, did. I don't know. But uh, this Harris, can I mention this Harris thing? Go ahead, Jim. Yeah. Uh, there is no such thing as racism anymore. You have black athletes, you've got actors, black doctors and nurses, and you got uh, uh, weather, meteor, female meteor, black uh, uh People on the given the news and the weather and the mayor. Okay, Jim, let me let me let me jump in on that because I'm up against the top here. Let me jump in on that. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you. First of all, I do agree with you. Yes, black people are doing the same exact thing that white people are doing. They're accomplishing great things. They're doctors, nurses, <clears throat> they're uh, broadcasters, as you say, weathermen. What? That's not the issue. That doesn't mean there's no more racism. There is, and it exists in many different formats. There's white-black racism where white people don't like black people. There's black-white racism where black people don't like white people and make no bones about it. There is there is uh, uh, racism against Asians. There are a lot of people who are very bitter that Asians are coming to this country, Asian-Americans, and coming to this country and, and dominating in various technical fields and, and high highly uh, skilled fields. There's racism against people of all kinds because human beings are flawed. Human beings are failures. Human beings can indeed have negative uh, things about them, and they can indeed be prejudiced, meaning they prejudge other people based on their membership in a particular group, whether it be ethnic or otherwise. To deny that racism or prejudice exists is inaccurate. I just think it's foolish. It does exist. That doesn't mean, however, that it is holding anybody back from achieving the American dream, as you correctly pointed out when you talk about the massive amount of diverse accomplishment in the United States among blacks, whites, Latinos, Asians, and so on and so forth. Thank you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.